0: I still remember the day. Eagle, you'll be first with uh, Coast Force, after that flight. So it was in 2005, before I was even in North Carolina. This was back when I lived in snowy Ann Arbor, Michigan, and my mom was going to be busy for the day working. And the space shuttle launch was on it was STS-114, the return to flight mission. Clock will resume in one minute. And she said saw that it was sort of a historic event and that she needed something to occupy my attention. So she said, Alex, the space shuttle is going to launch. How would you like to watch it? So she put me down in front of the TV and left me alone to go off and work. And she probably didn't know what was going to happen. If she had known, I don't know if she would have chosen to put me down in front of that TV or not. <laughs>
1: That was the exact moment that incoming first-year student Alex Longo remembered learning all about space exploration. He was five and watched what he thought was an airplane blast into the sky and leave a trail of smoke behind it as it departed the atmosphere and entered into space.: Three engines up and burning, three, two, one, and liftoff of space shuttle discovery, beginning America's new journey to the moon, Mars and beyond. And the vehicle. He was filled with awe, and like many kids do, became a little obsessed with space exploration. He began reading everything he could find about space. And when they were kids, him and his brother started dressing up as astronauts and even built their own Mars rover.
0: The basic framework was a cardboard box with a, sh- uh, there was a shoe sticking out. There were a few pieces of toy train track, a few Legos, and... We never really figured out how to make the wheels work. We were working on that. <laughs> and But that's really, honestly, the great thing about retaining a youthful mindset. You don't think that anything is impossible. And I've tried to keep that as much as I possibly can.
1: Less than a decade later, when he was 13, Alex was reading the news, and he saw that NASA was in the formulation stage for the Mars 2020 rover and accepting suggestions from the public for a landing site. Alex was intrigued, and on the last day that they were accepting suggestions, he decided to go for it. He chose the Gusev Crater, which was actually the landing site of Spirit, his favorite Mars rover.
0: One day my mom showed me an article on NASA.gov about this rover that had its wheel broken, but it was still struggling against the odds, dragging this wheel through the dirt, And trying to survive winters on Mars, which are even colder than winters in Michigan, believe it or not. So I read more about this rover, Spirit, and I know it's just a machine. But at the same time, it's hard not to anthropomorphize the rover uh, struggling to drag its wheel through the dirt and make discoveries, even though it's covered in dust, and it's having all these problems, and ultimately finding evidence of past life on Mars.
1: So Alex pulled together a four-page abstract, outlining the Gusev crater as a landing location. He submitted it to Mars landing site scientist John Grant, the co-leader of the NASA selection process, just before the midnight deadline.
0: The call closed at 12. And I said, hey, mom, I'm going to send this to NASA. Do you want to look at it? and she saw the abstract four pages of science. She was tired and she was like, oh, that's great, honey, send it. I woke up the next morning and there's a message from him and he was very impressed by what I had done and he was inspired by my love for space exploration. And he said, Alex, would you like to come to the first landing site workshop for Mars 2020 in May? And this wasn't the standard government agency copy and paste reply to a little kid. This was actually a personal reply from John. And I still feel sort of indebted to him because if John hadn't opened that email, none of this would have ever happened just shows you that you can't expect uh, you can't really predict what's going to happen to you.
1: Alex thought it was a dream. He even took a nap to confirm it, but the email was still there. Finally, the invitation to the NASA workshop was beginning to feel real. He began researching his proposed landing site and sent his proposal for a presentation to John and co-leader Matt Golombek.
0: And they wrote back to me and they said, "Alex, there are going to be 150 PhDs and grad students in the room. Are you sure? And I said, yes, I'm sure. And they said, okay, good luck. And they teamed me up with two other scientists from uh, Arizona State University and the Planetary Science Institute, Jim Rice and Steve Ruff. Jim and Steve both took me under their wing taught me everything there was to know. I assumed I was an expert at the time. Turns out I knew next to nothing.
1: To select the landing site for the Mars 2020 rover, NASA holds four workshops for scientists to present their arguments. After each workshop, the pool of landing site options is narrowed down. The first workshop was held in 2014, when Alex was just 13 years old. He and his teammates were listed as 14th on that agenda.
0: And Steve goes up, he gives his talk. They had put me in the middle, just in case I got stage fright or something. And I get up, I, I, I'm I walking to the stage, and as I'm going, there are two thoughts going through my mind at the same time. Thought number one. This is going to be awesome. I'm about to present to 150 Mars scientists. Thought number two. This... It was the worst idea I have ever had in my life. I am about to present to 150 Mars scientists.
1: You're listening to Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Each week, we're telling the exciting and interesting stories of the students, faculty, staff, and alumni at Carolina. To hear more, visit unc.edu or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Let's get back to the show. Before the break, Alex, who was just 13 years old at the time, was standing in front of 150 Mars scientists at a NASA workshop, making his pitch about why Gusev crater should be the landing spot for the Mars 2020 rover. He had convinced himself this would be the best or worst moment of his entire life. After his 20-minute presentation, he learned it certainly was not the worst idea. Alex's presentation was met with applause, interrupted by NASA employee Matt Golombek asking, when can we hire this guy? Alex was likely the youngest person to step foot in that presentation room in the history of the program, which he is still thankful for.
0: My hat really goes off to NASA for not only inviting a 13-year-old kid to the conference, but for allowing him to pre- present and for teaming him up with mentors who could bring him along on the next stage of his education.
1: At the second Mars 2020 workshop in 2015, Alex and his team had the second spot on the agenda. After the most recent workshop in 2017, Alex's selection made it to the final three location considerations for the Mars 2020 rover landing. But why did Alex and his team pick the Gusev crater?
0: We may have actually already found fossils of microbial life in what well, basically was an ancient hot spring with geysers and stuff, sort of what, like what you'd see in Yellowstone National Park. And so that's evidence of extraterrestrial life, which is pretty much the holy grail in space exploration. So that's obviously very important, and uh, we want to go back and potentially prove that we, fa- that we found life outside of Earth, which would be a world-changing discovery. And we're going to couple that with, um, with the diversity of rocks in this area, which we're going to drill into. We're going to take uh, samples from these rocks, package them up, and then send another rocket to Mars, which will return these samples to Earth, where we can resolve a lot of questions like how old is the solar system, How long did Mars have liquid water? What was the climate like, etc.? And hence, could there have been life and how long could it have been there? And we believe that because Spirit went there and found these things, we have a much higher chance of accomplishing these once in a lifetime goals at the
1: site. Aside from preparing for the final NASA workshop this October, Alex is spending his summer preparing for his first semester at Carolina. It's no surprise he'll be studying physics and astronomy, but he's also considering a second major in public policy. Even though he claims not to know what he wants to do after Carolina, Alex has always aspired to be the first human to land on Mars. In October 2015, he had the chance to present at the first landing site workshop for human missions to the surface of Mars. If his dreams do come true, he wouldn't be the first Tar Heel in space. Alex would be following in the footsteps of William Thornton, a veteran of two space flights who's logged over 300 hours in space alone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you'd like to learn more about Alex's story and the experience at the Mars 2020 Rover Workshops, or see his initial presentation, visit unc.live slash mars2020. Well Said can be found online at unc.edu and wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love if you subscribed to the show or left us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at UNC. Have a great week.